Live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios, this is Wisconsin's Morning News. Here's your host, Vince Petrano. Almost 10 minutes after 8 on Wisconsin's Morning News. Greg Pancake Hill produces the program. I'm Vince Petrano, and Steve Scafidi is joining me in the studio until 9 o'clock. Then we hand it back over to Steve-O for three full hours of Steve Solo. I call this my bonus hour. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. You're welcome. I, I can work up to the topics and <laughs> yes. throw out some ideas. This is me doing you a favor by having you work. An I extra love doing hour the eight today. o'clock hour. I'm, I'm glad. I used to do the eight thirty. I don't know if you know that, but I used to be the eight thirty. I do. And then the big time TV guy came in and shunned me from the eight thirty. <laughs> Listen, you can have it back anytime. <laughs> I, bet you would, I bet you would give it up. <laughs> right. I'll g- get to the coffee closet a little bit sooner. Well, I want, I'm glad you're here today because I definitely want to get into the big announcement for. Uh, a promised development in Racine County. You know, it was nearly five years ago that President Trump was there in Racine County with then-Governor Scott Walker and others breaking ground on the historic Foxconn development that he called... Congratulations on truly one of the eighth wonder. I, I think we can say this is, we can say, the eighth wonder of the world. This is the eighth wonder of the world. It's like my third go-around for this joke, Steve, <laughs> but I'm going to say... We were left wondering Mm. what, if anything, would ever be built there for for the most part. Uh, This morning, some potentially huge news for that site. This week, the Village and local and state development corporations announced plans for Microsoft to purchase about a half square mile of land. It's 300 plus acres. Acres mean nothing to me. I don't know. We always, I always used to tell news producers at TMJ4, I'm like, don't put acres in these things. I don't know what an acre is. Well, it's, 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 a, big, a, big, it's a big spot. Yeah, yeah. I mean, th- this is a significant development. Let me let me put it that way. And this is, whenever you attach Microsoft to something, generally that's going to get some good uh, pub. Well, and that's one of the primary points I want to make as we explore what exactly is going to happen here or potentially could happen here. What What ought we be rightly skeptical about? as taxpayers and as people who live and have high expectations for this region. Uh, So I I do want to get into that, but a little bit more about what's been promised, at least at this point. Microsoft saying it wants to develop a $1 billion data center campus. Pending approvals, the site readiness work could begin already this year. And I'll read you what the Director of Community Engagement at Microsoft said of the project. Today's announcement, just the start of our mutual collaboration and Microsoft's long-term commitment to the local community. I like to hear that. Absolutely. Long-term commitment to you, Wisconsin people. Whatever you think about Foxconn, this is a great development, and there's a lot of drama happening in Mount Pleasant, most of it political. And Foxconn, let's be honest, and I'm a huge supporter of that of that announcement when it happened, but it, ha- it has been sort of a... A, a downturn in from what we expected. That's a, a, a tremendous disappointment. Yes, yes, the, no question. And so, so when we see and hear announcements like this, we we often cast them now under the under the light of Foxconn. Well, right. that's not what this is. This is a chance to redeem the value of this property. This is a chance to take something and make take take that property and make something significant happen. I said a long time ago, probably four or five years ago, the corridor between Chicago and Milwaukee will be one of the highest development regions in the country. And you see it with Amazon and Uline, now stories like this. This is going to be a big, big deal. And for all the folks who say, I don't like that, well, you live between two major cities, Chicago and Milwaukee. It's on the freeway. It's not the direct center of the country, but it's easy to get to by almost every form of transportation. This makes economic sense. This is a good story but unfortunately, the pale of Foxconn, the, the shadow of Foxconn, is how most people right now, early, perceive it. You know, uh, 
quick piggyback off of your point. I've said to my kids who are teenagers now and have watched this development grow up, like they've grown up watching it. I said, you're going to say to your kids, I remember when they were building all this and a lot of this was still farmland. And your kids will say, really? And you yeah. say, yes. And I, I agree with you 100% on the corridor as a whole. And then at, to your point about should we look at this proposal the same way we look at Foxconn, knowing what we know of how that all turned out? I think that's not fair to Microsoft. It's not fair to the people involved in this case. But we are rightly skeptical. And maybe we'll walk into these things with a greater level of skepticism. As far as what's been promised, the purchase price for the land, which is actually controlled by the village at this point, so it's not Foxconn's land. Foxconn had an option to buy it. Mm-hmm. So they're like involved in these negotiations. Again, if they're not going to use it, might as well go ahead and release that. That doesn't seem to be a, a, a hiccup in this whatsoever. But it'd be $50 million that Microsoft would pay for the land. And then there'd be some property tax incentives as well. They could get back some $5 million a year in property tax rebates or however they build that out. You're more familiar with those deals than I am. There are incentives to get big companies, big projects to come to areas that typically aren't known for that, right? And Mount Pleasant still kind of a small small area, village, like local village. They still have a lot of consternation about what happened, The all the infrastructure that was pumped in for Foxconn, a lot of it paid by Wisconsin taxpayers. But I said at the time, whatever happens with Foxconn, which is a foreign company building a ma- supposedly building a massive development in Wisconsin, regardless of that, that was a small piece of the eventual future puzzle, which now the Microsoft piece is a one more piece. This is just the beginning, if handled correctly, by Mount Pleasant, that village, its leadership, groups like M7, other ones that are really involved in economic development in the states, leadership. I, I, have you seen a comment from Tony Evers yet on this? I haven't. I haven't. You might want to mention it at some point. I mean, this is kind of a big deal, I think. Uh, and kudos to the Business Journal for getting that information out last night. I know Sean Ryan pumped out a story right after I... I just put some initial details. I talked to some folks who I, I know are tuned into this stuff in this area. Look, this is a big, big announcement. Now, going from announcement, as we know, from final product, there's a lot of heavy lifting and a lot of troubled water in that process. You mentioned the politics down in Racine County as well. We have an election coming up, and a lot of us have focused, of course, rightly on the one statewide race throughout Wisconsin, that for state Supreme Court, a couple of referenda on there as well that we'll all vote on. But for the most part, these elections are highly local. And in Racine County, you have a lot of people. Corey Mason is the mayor in the city of Racine. So um, he certainly has an interest in all of these things that are going on in that in that development, but it's not his area per se. You no, know, the Racine County Board. Yes, there's a lot of turmoil going on. And if you, if you talk about Mount, Mount Pleasant specifically, they have a battle for village president, right? So we have um, Mr. DeGroote, and I, f- I forgot his first Dave Dave DeGroote is the current village president. He was heavily involved in Foxconn. One of his lo- longest, most vocal critics, Kelly Gallagher, who has been fighting him tooth and nail since Foxconn was announced. She's running against him. Some of the other positions on the board are up for re-election. So all of these stories... All of this turmoil is also part of this eventual story. Now, could they blow it up? I don't think so. And if I was Mr. DeGroote, Village President DeGroote, and some of the other leadership team, I would make sure that as many I's are dotted, T's are crossed before any transition, if that's how this election plays out, happens, to make sure this is a done deal. Because you do not want to potentially lose a project with the size and scope of Microsoft. That is a huge deal and a nice win. 
Let's let's see what it looks like. I mean, there's, this is just the beginning of the process. One more note on Foxconn, too, Steve, is it is important to remind folks that while we made a deal with Foxconn that the taxpayers of the state of Wisconsin would give them huge tax breaks and millions of dollars in incentives, if not, can't remember, am I, am I saying millions or billions? It was a lot of money. It was millions. Well, that was yeah, promised. Yeah. Billion-dollar project, right. millions of dollars of incentive. And most of that money was never paid out to them. It's not like they took the money and ran. I, I think all there's $37.5 million paid out. Yeah, all of these were tied to hiring incentives, which in large part they never quite hit. Yeah. So we're not on the hook for all of that. There is all the infrastructure investment and all those things. So right. I guess my question is, if ultimately, and this is just one small area there, but if ultimately more things like this come to Mount Pleasant, if it's more... Uh, what, who wants to build batteries there? Is that what they were talking about for the Foxconn development, right? Somebody wants to build yeah, electric uh, EV batteries. We've had other companies interested, and some of those deals didn't quite get done. But if we see more of these things, and this site ultimately does get built out, does it vindicate, even though it wasn't Foxconn, does it vindicate the decision makers at that time who saw the potential for this site? In my mind, it does. Because, again, potential is hard to get people to understand these long-term investments, 10, 20 if you're talking about a TID district, right, taxes deferred, incremental financing, if you're talking about those kinds of things, there's an investment by a city or a village in this case, and the long-term payoff is an incredibly, incredibly rich tax payoff down the road, whether that's 20 years or beyond. So I think we have to understand the long-term aspects. What I know about mom and pops, wherever they are at, whatever city they're in, large or small, they don't look at things that way. Often they never look at things that way. It's, it's like, I don't want this by my house. I like this field. I like the country nature of this area. But anybody who looks at ec- economic development understands that can't be the, the thought process because you will literally kill yourself. We have a frozen tax levy in Wisconsin. You cannot raise that levy without growth. How do you grow? With projects like this. And if you don't acknowledge that, you're going to see in many places around this state service after service cut back or eliminated. That's already happening. And I have leaders all the time on my show. That's happening. That's why these kind of developments are important. That's where the growth, when done correctly, makes a ton of sense. Interesting text here as we go to break. Old National Bank talk and text line 855-616-1620. Old National Bank, get old. I was born in 1953, second grade. The Weekly Reader had an article that said, one day it'll be all one big city from Chicago to Milwaukee. Up on 823 on Wisconsin's Morning News, Steve Scafidi in here with uh, me, Vince Vetrano, up until 9 o'clock this morning, talking about the announcement that Microsoft is interested in purchasing about a half square mile of land in Racine County. It'd be a billion-dollar investment in a data center campus. No word on how many jobs that might create. A couple of questions I still have on the project. Obviously, Steve, you know, can they get the deal done? Because it's not done yet. T's crossed, I's dotted, all of that. Exactly what sort of incentives would be offered back to Microsoft and make sure that they're tied to guarantees that they do what they say they're going to do. You think they learned something from Foxconn? I'm sure sure. they did. So that means this deal, when and if it happens, should be probably better put together, better constructed, so that every side is protected. Microsoft, if that's who it is, and the village of Mount Pleasant. Seems like a, a reasonable learning 
process happen there. So where are we going to get the people? That's another important question to me is, you know, like... Well, keep in mind, this is a data center. Right. So a lot of servers, a lot of equipment, a lot okay. of uh, that kind of stuff. So I don't know if we're going to have a huge... Look, people were asking me last night when I tweeted this out, yeah, what, how what's many the jobs? job count? How many jobs? I don't think we know. How big does this get? You, you said it's 300 plus acres. I don't know. Hundreds of jobs, maybe not thousands of jobs. But are you telling me that you wouldn't want a company like Microsoft to come to Wisconsin, hire, let's say, 500 people at a probably a pretty decent wage? Yeah. I don't see the downside of that. On the old National Bank talk and text line, 855-616-1620, most people want to talk about how much an acre is, because I said before, I have no concept of that. <laughs> uh, this person texting, it's about two-thirds of a football field, roughly, Vinny. Yeah, like, okay. yeah, it makes sense. That, does that well, make sense to you? I mean, I live on a quarter acre lot, and so a lot of people, in, you know, in my neck of the woods, have a half acre lot. So just you know, do the math. I mostly, well, I almost, I just put it into a one of those things where you translate acres to square miles. Like right. that makes more sense for my brain. So I put it in there this morning. About a half a square mile as well. Uh, let me see another texture that I did want to read. Was it because we were talking about whether or not. If ultimately a lot of these places get built, if ultimately we see a great deal of investment there in uh, Racine County in this spot that was supposed to be the big Foxconn eighth wonder of the world, whether or not it vindicates those people that make made that decision different than what it that we, what we thought it was going to be, but they certainly took a lot of flack for it. Someone I, texted, "Does it vindicate the decision to displace hundreds of people from their homes?" Texter saying, "No." I don't buy that. There's always going to be displacement on big projects. This is a mega project. Correct me if I'm wrong, and somebody always does in the text line. The entire scope of that tit is is much, much larger than even this footprint. I think we're talking like a 1,000 acres at some point. Oh, for sure. Right. So so this is just a piece of the puzzle, as I said earlier. You, you, you throw in a Foxconn, and let's keep in mind, Foxconn is there. They are doing things. They have got, I think, $37.5 million from the state for meeting some some of those benchmarks. Not they weren't the ones they promised. Not the ten thousand, yeah, right? They didn't do that, which is which is disappointing. I I share that disappointment. But again, things evolve. What happens at the beginning? What what things often look like at the beginning are not how they look like at the end. It's much different. It's an it's an evolution. Bottom line for me is: Can you make the math work for Mount Pleasant, the states, and for a company as strong as Microsoft? And I don't think anyone's arguing that they're not a great company, right? U.S. company, oh for sure, with an international presence, deciding allegedly that they're going to locate in Wisconsin. How is that a bad idea? You gotta you gotta lose the Foxconn anger. Disappointment's fine, but don't be angry about economic development. That's a waste of time. Well, and in terms of the folks who, who had to move their homes or lost their homes in this, the vast majority of them uh, were fine with it to a degree. I mean, they got paid out, right? Everybody did well, and they were offered above property value for most of their properties. It's not for me to tell you you know, what your dream home is. So if someone was like, look, we're here, we're happy, I empathize with that. But sure. nobody got taken here. No. As a matter of fact, I think the last one just sold out for just shy of a million dollars. I mean, they're not going to be worried about money in most of these cases. There's holdouts like this everywhere. We have a couple in Oak Creek. You, you drive down Drexel, you can see them. That's, see that's the reality. Over there by the Ikea. Yeah. At some point, I'm sure they're going to get paid. <laughs> I'm not selling, damn it. I'm not going to sell this property. I get... <laughs> that was some of the most vocal meetings I ever had in my life as a common yeah. council president. Like and a... I didn't like it. And we had, to <laughs> had people removed from the meeting. But bottom line is this stuff's going to happen. And I always tell people when they, when they do the not in my backyard, then buy the property. Get together with your friends or whatever. Buy the property. You can look at it as long as you like. I got a It'll, beautiful half acre. Yes, uh, here you go. Few, 350 acres for you right Knock here. Knock yourself out. 827 of Wisconsin's Morning News.
Hey, I'm John Mercure. And I'm Sandy Max. Great news for fans of Wisconsin's Afternoon News. You can now hear every episode of the show across the podcast universe. That's right. You'll never have to miss a single interview, story, or fun conversation. You're not giving wait, in wait, to wait. the process. Yeah, you're done? <laughs> you're, you're done. Well, I was hoping somebody would try and slide a little food. There's a little slot here underneath the door, some cold cups. Pretty thin. <laughs> Find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to Ask Hassleus. I'm Weston. What's your question? What keeps you up at night? My box spring. Your box spring? Sure. It supports my mattress, prevents sagging, and gives my bed a little elevation. So yeah, my box spring keeps me up at night. You're a literal guy, aren't you? Through Monday, you can literally get a free box spring with the purchase of a new Sealy Posturepedic or Beautyrest mattress at Hassleus, or take an equal amount off a new adjustable base. So nothing else keeps you up at night? Well... I sometimes lay awake wondering why the word abbreviated is so long. Uh... Or if the number two pencil is most popular, why is it still number two? Hmm... Or do fish ever get thirsty? These questions are going to keep me up at night. Get a free box spring with your new Beautyrest or Sealy Posturepedic mattress through Monday at Hassleless Mattress. Open 9 to 9. Find a showroom near you or shop online at Hassleless.com. Hassleless. Employee-free. Guaranteed. on Wisconsin's Morning News. We're celebrating two years in our company, Good Karma Brands. So we're WTMJ, but we're part of a larger company called Good Karma Brands. You kind of hear that at the top of the hour once in a while. And uh, We launched a new radio station our company did in Milwaukee, 101.7 The Truth, a couple of years ago. Some major programming announcements this week from our teammates. And I want to tell you about a new show that they are launching next door. Denise Thomas and Telly Hughes on the air with Truth Be Told, 7 to 9 a.m., Starting Monday, Denise is on the line with us and Telly Hughes in the house. Denise, Telly told a funny joke because, you know, you've been hearing Telly on the on the air on The Truth for a number of weeks now. And Steve just asked him, so was that to, you know, just help people, you know, get a little familiar with you and stuff in the morning? Telly's like, no, it's to com- <laughs> to condition me to getting up this early. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever it takes. I'm with you, Telly. Whatever it takes. No, we're, we're so excited. But, yes, for full transparency purposes, and again, I, I don't want to speak for Telly, but we've had these kind of conversations. This is a real time. This is a real time to get up in the morning because we have to be in the studio by 630. So well, that's the only thing that's going to be a little bit challenging, but we're going to get through it. So, Telly, a lot of folks would know you, obviously, from your work uh, on the Brewers broadcast, on the Bucks broadcast, and in, in the sports world. Obviously, this this show and this platform, working with Denise, will give you an opportunity for that couple hours each day to expand, obviously, well beyond sports. That must be of interest to you. Absolutely. I've been in the television business for over 20 years, and like you said, it's all been sports-based. But this is the first time I do have a platform to talk about something other than sports. And believe it or not, I do know a few things other than the Bucks. <laughs> and brewers and stacks and stuff like that right (laughs) i know you heard it yes but uh really looking forward to working with denise and someone that um she's not just called the effective communications coach for no reason and the energy she brings and the topics and just a wide range that we have a platform every morning from seven to nine starting april 3rd next monday it's going to be really exciting and and i am so looking forward to it and denise 
you've been, you've been on our airwaves. You've done the WTMJ nights. You've certainly been on the truth. And this has got to be exciting for you, you know, minus the early wake up. It is. It is absolutely not only exciting, but a dream come true. The partnership that I've had with Good Karma, with both the truth as well as WTMJ, has really positioned me for success with the show starting April 3rd, Monday at 7 a.m. with Telly. Um, so I'm just so humbled, so honored for this opportunity. It is going to be exciting and entertaining. However, there's also a level of responsibility that Telly and I are really focused on as well. And as Telly had shared before, you know, this is a Milwaukee Black radio talk show. However, it's not just for our only Black people can listen or only African Americans can listen. This is where we want everyone as valued WTMJ listeners or they're new to the truth to really look at this as an opportunity to increase your awareness regarding difference. And that's something I, I believe that is a huge opportunity right now for all of us in Milwaukee and southeastern Wisconsin to continue to gain new perspectives and new awarenesses specific to different cultures, races, ethnicities. So I hope that people will listen from that lens and know that me and Telly are going to keep it fun, entertaining, and informative. And to piggyback off of what Denise just said, we don't want it to be where we only talk about issues when something come up and it's, oh, let's start the conversation. No, we can have healthy dialogue every day and it doesn't have to be contentious. It could be fun. Me and Denise won't always agree with with each other every single day, but it's good to have different perspectives and, and different lenses to look at it and just kind of not just always see it the way that you always have, but say, okay, I didn't think of it that way. So that's what we want to bring every day. But once again, we just want people to start their mornings and just have some fun. We want you to laugh, but also if you're able to learn something or we can help you with something along the way that you may be dealing with, that's what we want to do. You know, I know Denise a little bit, Telly. I can confirm you're not going to agree with her on everything. <laughs> uh, yes. <laughs> Am I right, Denise? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> smart he will <laughs> <laughs> I want to bring up something that I that I talked to uh, Melanie Nix and we had her talking about her new show as well the other day and and I mentioned to her and I'll, and I'll mention anyone listening right now if you if you give the truth a listen one thing that you will hear is a diversity of opinion within your African American hosts within people who call in as well and I think sometimes we sort of see the world through political lenses, and when we talk about politics, we always talk about African Americans as a block, right? Here is mm -hmm. the black vote, and here's where it sits, and here is the monolithic opinion that comes out of the community. And if you give the truth a listen, you'll see a diversity of opinion from the hosts and from the people who call your shows. Absolutely, and, and that's a great point. And that's the thing, once again, that we want to kind of talk about, just different issues and different topics. And, and they don't always have to be political. They don't always have to be so serious. They can be fun as well. But we do want to engage in some of those hard topics and some of those things that are uncomfortable because you don't grow with being comfortable. The only thing, I mean, the only way you grow in life is by being uncomfortable. So that's what we want to do. We want to engage and make it fun to be uncomfortable at times, to talk about different things and different issues that may be going on, not just in the African-American community, but as a whole. I, I love the fact that you're doing this not during my show. <laughs> Because <laughs> it's it's before me, so I like that part of it. But I know, as I said, I know Denise a little bit. Now, mm. you got a great voice, but I know Denise a little bit. She loves to talk. 
How are you going to manage some of that? Because she will take over that show. <laughs> Look, the great thing is I don't get paid by the word. So, Denise, take it away. If she wanted, she can have it. That works for you, Denise. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. I'm very shy. I'm very introverted. Kelly's going to have to bring this. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Um, But, you know, I just want to kind of underscore what Kelly has shared before. I know a lot of our listeners, or the listeners that that are tuned in right now, there has been an increased focus on equity and inclusion initiatives, especially within the workplace, as well as even school. And a lot of people are saying, you know, I don't want to say the wrong thing, or I don't know how to engage. This, that's another value proposition with the show. And I love the fact that you bring up everything is not monolithic within the black community. We are going to be talking about even different ways to engage with different races, ethnicities, different cultures, um, understanding from our lens the, the issues or opportunities that, that face us, such as unconscious bias, microaggressions, and ultimately just how each of us as human beings can create a sense of belonging through understanding, through listening and through receiving different perspectives. So in all seriousness, that's one of the things that Telly and I have unanimously agreed to bring to uh, The Truth Be Told with DT and Telly. But to your point as well, we're going to keep it fun and entertaining. Good good spot to leave it. Denise Thomas and Telly Hughes on the air with The Truth Be Told, 7 to 9 a.m. starting on Monday. Appreciate you guys as teammates. Glad you're here. Thanks for having us. 844 on Wisconsin's Morning News. Like show business, like no business I know. Everything about it is a 8.47 on Wisconsin's morning news. Still to come this season at the Marcus Performing Arts Center. You've got Frozen, Town, and Tootsie, which will close out the Broadway season. That show doesn't even come until June. But MPAC already unveiled its 2023-24 calendar with a big show last night. I got to go to that, Steve, and it was, was kind of like half there as a fan and half there working. So you were at the the reveal? The unveil. Oh. So a lot of the arts groups will do this now. They'll say, you know, they'll, they'll invite season ticket holders, uh, package holders, patrons, uh, big major donors. I think uh, Johnson Bank is the major donor for a uh, contributor, title sponsor, if you will, for um, Vitrano the LLC, probably. Yeah, Vitrano <laughs> LLC is also a major contributor to various things to the arts. across the community. <laughs> no, so they'll bring those folks in as a thank you and as a thing nice. to, to kind of get them excited. So I kind of went just as a fan, and then I also kind of went to work and talk and talk to some folks for the big unveil. But uh, you were mentioning that you've got some money to spend it, Marcus. Well, I gave my wife, because she loves the theater. She, she went to New York recently with my daughters and saw like a couple Broadway shows and some other some of the, the big network shows and loves that. So I bought her a gift card for... Just whatever. whatever yeah, show you I said, go we'll see. pick. So now it's decision time, and I'm you know she wants me to kind of assist on that. And I'm thinking maybe Tootsie... Although I'd love to see Kill a Mockingbird, I don't know that that's something she wants because you know it's serious. Yeah, no. So I'll give you the, I'll give you the list. Uh, the one of the big headlining performances will kick off the Broadway season in fall, and that's going to be Aladdin the Musical. Um, met the guy who plays Genie. He yeah. actually came into town and did a number for everybody. It was really cool. Oh, so they actually had live performances. Yeah, they had a couple oh, nice. of live performances. The other live performance, uh, Tina the Tina Turner musical. The woman who plays Tina Turner was I in town doing one of her fun. songs. Fantastic. What's love got to do with it? You mentioned To Kill a Mockingbird and Clue also will be, those aren't musicals, those are plays. 
and those will be uh, part of the Broadway series as well next season. Clue is that based on the on the game? It's, it's based on the like game. Like a murder it's mystery. It's based on the movie, which was oh, based on the game. I see. And right, it's they always have mystery, great options, but it's very funny. Yeah. Clue is really funny. I so I don't even know at this moment what we're gonna pick. Let me see what else. Uh, funny girl that maybe, got a lot of maybe yeah. I, I I was not aware of that show. A lot of people there, and when they announced Funny Girl, it was like. <gasps> So people were really excited well, about Barb, that. Well, Barbara Streisand originally, I think oh, she was the original, and, okay. and then the uh, Leah Michelle, I think, was on Glee. Is now, I think, now doing it on Broadway. So look at me with all this Broadway How about knowledge, that? man. That's impressive. We'll have a two-week run for Moulin Rouge. That's another one, probably known more for its dancing. And yeah, everything. not my okay. thing, but you know, who knows? Mamma Mia, everybody loves that Everybody show. loves that, yes. That's coming in February I see you going to that. of 2024. I still haven't seen it, and it's on my list of, like, really, you haven't seen this? I saw it in Vegas. <laughs> awesome. Got it. Awesome. Yeah, it was fantastic. In terms of the quality of the lineup we got, and I love when we when we are able to talk to people from outside the region. And um, I talked with um, the woman for Broadway Across America is the company that puts on all these traveling Broadway shows. And uh, Chrissy Deers was in town. She is the vice president of the North Division. So she's based out of Minneapolis and helps programming throughout the northern and upper Midwest. And she said... This is maybe one of the best lineups ever for the Marcus Center. One of the biggest seasons we've ever had. It's, you know, got three Broadway, or excuse me, three Wisconsin premieres coming, seven big Broadway titles. We have a show that's playing for a couple of weeks, Moulin Rouge, which is always a big, over-the-top, spectacular show. And it's really just one of the best seasons we've ever been able to put together. You know, and it's an honor to get a lot of these shows. Like, you don't just get, you don't get to just order off the menu. This no, is a no. complex picture of what show, you know, A, what shows are broadway across america doing b when are they in places that will make sense in proximity to your city how big is the production but then also how good of a job we do at marcus center in terms of size of stage uh, our stage hands what about the house how many does it seat all these things go into that i've never been at a show there the big theater where i've been disappointed it's it's, it's the sound is perfect it's comfortable uh, we always support. There's always a full house, at least the shows I've been at. The other thing I take away from these shows is, and I'm not a big music or Broadway guy, but the incredible talent of the performers, I can't even imagine going on a stage by yourself, often these solos, and singing your guts out in front of a crowd. You don't have no idea who these people are. And it just blows the emotion in their voice, the strength of their voice blows me away. And that's then, a talent. And think about the longevity, too, because most Broadway weeks for a traveling show are eight shows. So you come in, you load in, Tuesday you're on stage, you go Tuesday night, Wednesday night, Thursday night, Friday night, two shows Saturday, two shows Sunday. I mean, going back to back with a show that's two plus hours. That's crazy. And, you know, they're living the dream, all these performers are, but this is a lot of hard work. And so then, are you a subscriber? I'm not a I'm not a quote unquote subscriber, right. but because we kind of like to order off the menu. That's kind of what do we that. You yeah. can build your own. Yeah, package that's what we do as yeah. well. I'm thinking about being a subscriber because it it gets you. I always say these are some of the best date nights, right? You go out to oh, a sure. nice dinner in Milwaukee, one of the great restaurants we have, or even in your neck of the woods if you're out in the suburbs. You come into town, you see an unbelievable show, and you're home by eleven o'clock. New Marcus season is out. Ticket plans for the upcoming season available at MarcusCenter.org. Here's a little Aladdin for you. WTMJ, W277-CV, and WKTI-HD2 Milwaukee. From the Annex Wealth Management Studios, this is News Radio WTMJ, a good karma brand station. 8.56 on Wisconsin's Morning News. How is it all only Tuesday already? Doesn't it feel like next week Thursday? 
Let me turn my mic on. First day on the radio. I um, this last week went fast. This week slow. Okay. Not sure why that. Maybe the snowstorm and all that nonsense. And, and that, that knocked that that hurt my spirit a little bit. <laughs> did I'm did it break? You, man, yeah. It took, took a. <laughs> My spirit took a blow. I can, you know, the, the, the famous saying, I can't quit you. I can quit winter right in, now. In a I, hurry. Yeah. Like, I, I stopped wearing coats. So when it's snowstormy, you know, not wearing a coat is something that I, I've committed to. I hope but, you like it. You're going to get a little bit more of it here. Yeah, that's what they said. But the good thing is it melts quickly. For sure. My, my issue, though, is you're a golfer as well. It's it's all well and good if we're getting warmer and well, it melts off. But, like, things are still too soggy. Very to soggy. Get out. You can't even go out and work in your yard. You can't do a good hard rake through. I don't know what you... I need a good rake-through. <laughs> we all need a good rake-through, don't we? <laughs> you know what we? I mean? Personal or private. You know, I think... We, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I think we have to get to a point here where things just dry out naturally, yes, right? Yes, please. We're not getting that. Now, they're calling for snow slash rain, yeah. which is a complete mess, too. End of the week. Uh, Ponding, we'll, puddles. We'll have some snow during the morning commute, it sounds like, tomorrow. So we will keep an eye on that for you, and that'll be a, a story and a theme for us on Wisconsin's Morning News on Wednesday. And oh, by the way, my street is under major construction. I come home yesterday. Well, I tried to come home. There's a massive hole in front of my driveway that I can't. It's like 10 <laughs> feet deep. I had to camp out like an hour waiting for them to throw a piece of steel over the thing. I don't. I, I only I'm, laugh at you because that was me last summer, brother. Yes. Oh, my goodness. Now, came home it, and there's some combine parked on my lawn. There are, I almost had My wife was out there to greet me. And I know how you are about your like, lawn. Yeah. Hey, just so you know. They just, <laughs> Calm I down. To like, I have a neighbor she was whose scared. entire front lawn is gone, and it's replaced by a trench. Oh. Massive trench with the big steel things they fit in there. How do you how do you approach spring with that going on in your front yard? It's I not going to be a good spring there. Mm. 858, Steve Scafidi is next on WTMJ.